Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Well, welcome back to um, Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Faith. We have talked, um, up to this point, we have talked about Noah, right? And we have talked about Abel, Enoch, and Abel. And Abel. And Abel, yes. Yeah. I said that completely backwards. We started out with Abel, and then we went to Enoch, and then we did Noah. So yeah. um, anyway, that's that's what we have covered up to this point. <laughs> and today we are going to look at Abraham. We're actually going to look at Abraham for the next couple of episodes. Um, but for this, we're going to look at Abraham um, from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10. And it's kind of the journey that Abraham takes. Um, so Terry, do you want to read that for us? Mm-hmm. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundation, whose architect and builder was God. Okay. So we're going to kind of know, obviously, that um, Abraham is seen as very faithful. And so we're going to jump back into Genesis, and we're going to look through um, the beginning of Abraham's story. So we're going to look at Genesis chapter 12, and we're going to start at the very beginning of that. Um, My Bible calls it the call of Abraham, which is, I think, appropriately named. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll go from chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Um, Terry, will you read that one for us, Mm -hmm. too? The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Yeah, so just a couple quick things to note here. Um, One is we've called him both Abraham and Abram and his wife is called Sarai here and she turns into Sarah. So when you hear us saying those names, they're the same people and we're not mispronouncing them. They are um, renamed. God renames them later on in the story. Mm-hmm. So. so just a couple things and, and this is a little bit back in um, Hebrews just noticing some of the things that Abraham did. And it's that the thing that really struck me about that, those particular verses is that he, um, they lived in tents. So they mm-hmm. lived in these temporary shelters, always looking for that new land. Um, I just thought that was pretty interesting. And I just want to go back a little bit to 
where it says, the, um, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And it seemed to me that that's kind of like what our heart needs to be as we take these journeys too, is that our foundation needs to be with God, who's the designer, the architect, and then he's the builder, and he's the one that does the building. As we worship him, as we listen to him, as we follow him, as we notice that Abram, Abram is going to be doing and Abraham is doing in these stories, is our heart needs to be have that foundation of God. And it seems like that's a big piece of what Abraham was about to me with that, is he's doing these journeys. These journeys aren't in their campers and their RVs. Right. No, I mean they're yeah, and, it, yeah. and they're extensive. You, you look at all the people that you just read about, mm-hmm. um, Sarai, Lot, possessions, the people that they had accumulated. That's a that's a big group of people. That's a big group of people. It's a lot of people to be hauling around through the desert, taking your tent up, taking your tent down, and not knowing where you're going, and having no idea where you were going to end up. Oh my gosh, that could be like our last camping trip. Wait a minute, let me slow down. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't actually camp anymore. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, it's very interesting to me. There were cities at this time, so it would have been really easy just to have headed to a city. But Abraham's looking for a city that God is going to build. Yeah. So he seems content to, um, to be an itinerant traveler just to travel around and live in his tent until he finds the place that God intends to give him as a foundation. Wow, I keep going back to us again. It's like that's the way we should be. Yeah, We can look at a situation and go, oh, this is where I should be. This is what I should do. But if we have to keep our eyes open to what God wants us to do, what God's, how he's moving us, where he's moving us. Anyway, sorry. And it's it's not always easy. Um, one of the things that I read in the commentary is when the Lord said to Abram in um, chapter 12, verse 1, leave your country, your people, your father's household, go to the land, I will show you. That idea of leaving is like cut off. It is as if you would amputate a part of your own body. It is severed completely. It is... Um, it's almost like a, a violent act. Um, it's just, it's complete. Sever it. Don't go back there. It's not a part of you anymore. Leave. Just get out. Think about like the pioneers. Think about people. They weren't, uh, there was no Zoom back then. I mean, <laughs> to get a letter back then would be so hard. And then we're mm-hmm. talking about ancient, ancient times. I'm sure they had routes and stuff like that. We talked about that with the Persians, but still, um, when you make a decision to leave like that, you're not coming back on vacay. I mean, that just right. doesn't happen. Yeah, it's not happening. Well, it's interesting too. I think that Abraham was the oldest son, so I I found it very interesting yeah. that he stays with his father and his household in Haran until his dad dies. Mm-hmm. Then God says to him, "Okay, now." As the, as the oldest, as the heir, Abraham should have just sort of taken over his father's place, right? And at this point, God says, now you leave your father's household mm-hmm. and come follow me. Um, and Abraham is, is obedient. He does that. He takes plenty of things with him. He takes his wife. He takes his nephew. Right. Um, but but, he but doesn't still, take to leave his father's yeah. household is a big deal um, yeah. mm-hmm. in, the, in that culture, I think. 
And well, that would have been your identity. It, right. it was who he right. was. Yeah, his father's son, the oldest son, the heir. Mm-hmm. And now he just mm-hmm. cuts himself off from that. It was a, hey, you know, it was he had deal. a right to all of that. It, he could have yeah. had a cushy life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went to Cush. No, I don't know where he went. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's 75 years old. Yeah, he lived to a great long age. But this is like, he's not 25, moving out on his own for the first time. <laughs> you know, Although they had to have been in better shape at 75 than oh. we are. Because let me tell you right now, yeah. I'm feeling my age after yeah, moving our son this weekend. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that if some if God said to me at this point, all right, pack up your stuff, Angie, and just follow me around. You can live in your tent until I take you to a new place. I'd be like, huh? Mm. <laughs> I, I would be doing a lot of, did I hear God right on that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be calling every one of you saying, do I have a witness for that? No, I want some confirmation here. I need confirmation. <laughs> so, but God does make him an incredible promise, mm-hmm. you know, um, And you have to imagine that Abraham had quite a um, relationship with God at this point already. Mm -hmm. You know, you wouldn't just pick up and Mm -hmm. follow somebody you didn't know. He had to have known who God was and had some kind of of intimate relationship with him Mm -hmm. um, to have heard from him anyway. Right. It's interesting. Um, I actually left it. This is the verse that I read. Um, I left a job and I was looking for confirmation from God about it because I was like something's not right and so I kept reading and I wanted confirmation because it felt like I should stay in the job but I also had this pull to come out of the job so one of the ways to settle that for me is I just start reading scripture Mm -hmm. and it wasn't intentionally reading in here I just was just doing a lot of reading all over Um, but then when I read these passages these um, verses I was like yeah it's time to go it's time to pick up my tents. It's time to go. And I left the job, and it was exactly the right time. Oh, so, good. Awesome. Yeah. Now, other people reading this doesn't necessarily mean you need to go anywhere. You probably need to stay at home. We're in the stay-at-home orders. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But some of you really do need to be moving on. Yes. Move into a new place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about this? No, when you think about it, we are all moving to a new place. We're moving to a new place where we're going to be stepping out with this virus, you know? And so trusting God in that, having faith that he wants us to move, however, which way he wants us to move. The thing that's really lovely about that is we can always look to him. And we're not on our own. We have him. We have him here. Well, and I love that it's kind of one step at a time. You know, sometimes I think we have to take giant leaps with God, but he doesn't, he doesn't take him right to the place where he wants him to go. There's, there's a lot of baby steps in here and some backward steps too. So I think Mm -hmm. that's good for us to know in our journey, we may have plenty of forward steps. We may have some backward steps. We may have some steps that we can't make sense of um, because Abraham did. And plenty of other people Mm -hmm. in the Bible did too. But that didn't mean that God wasn't directing his steps. Um, So no matter what, Abraham wasn't looking at his circumstances. He was just believing what God said to him. And I think that's a great lesson for us. Don't just get caught up in the circumstances that you're in and looking at the circumstances that you're in. But realize that God is directing your steps, whether it looks like it or not. That's where our faith is, I think. 
Um, right. That we have to know our God and know that he has plans for us and that he's going to do what he's promised. Right. So, well, he, he, go ahead. No, I was just going to keep us moving. That's probably what you were going to do too. <laughs> yeah, we're I was just going to say, you know, he says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Well, he doesn't have children at this point. Yeah. Abraham doesn't. Mm-hmm. So he has his, but he has his wife and he has his nephew and they're traveling with him. And they start out and they leave their hometown and then they end up in Canaan and they, they have a little pit stop in Canaan. Um, and um, they, that's where they pitch their tent. And Abraham says there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. And then um, set out and continued toward the Negev, which is close to Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the outskirts of the lands that the Canaanites are occupying. Do I have that correct? I think so. And, and the okay. other thing is, you're going to notice that Abram and Abraham, same guy, builds a lot of altars here. And yeah. he does it mm-hmm. first to worship God. But the other reason he does that is to remind himself of God's promises, Mm-hmm. So yeah, and to remind those that are coming after him that they'll see that that that's what that is. Because yeah. right. um, sometimes altars were used as root markers mm-hmm. um, going forward. Right, you go to the altar that's in such and such, and then you can go and you'll see the altar at such and such. And sometimes mm-hmm. there were meeting places, and mm-hmm. um, like you'll see that other places in the Bible. So um, okay, so he's in Egypt. And but he goes, you know, and they stay in Canaan and then they go to Egypt. And then um, he behaves poorly um, while he's in Egypt and it makes Pharaoh mad. And so Pharaoh says, get out, keep, your, right. keep on moving, pack up your stuff and chug along, friends. Yeah, and I know we were kind of going to be light on this, but basically Abram introduced his wife as his sister. Pharaoh said, wow, she's hot. I think I'll marry her. Oh, boy, that was not a good plan. And so it kind of put Pharaoh in a really bad place, the lie that Abram told. Right. We're going to talk more about gonna... that in the next right. right? We're not going to deal with that. You guys need to move. I'm not going to deal with someone who does that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, Pharaoh gives orders. Um, this is at the end of chapter 12. He give, gives orders and says, send them away with his wife and everything he has. <coughs> Excuse me. So then Abraham, Sarah, Lot, all their things, all their people are now on their way out of Egypt. And then um, at the beginning of chapter 13, it says, So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. So how long were they in Egypt if it allowed him to become very wealthy? Must have been a while, right? Yeah. I don't think we have a specific time. No, I Mm -hmm. I don't think so either. But long enough for, for the Egyptians to realize that they weren't, that, that, um, that there was something wrong as far as, um, let's see, what did it say here? The serious um, diseases that came on. 
So long enough right. for some diseases to come and for Pharaoh's household um, to have trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for them to be able to identify that Abraham was the cause. It was the cause. So they've been there a while. They've been there a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And so then they move on. Um, and from Negev, he goes to a place that he um, is close to Bethel. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of moves around some more, and they finally land. Um, let's see here. I just had it. They land between Bethel and I. Is that how you say it? AI? Right. AI. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's actually where they built the first altar. If I understand that correctly, yeah, yeah. that's how I read it too. So he's kind of walked in circles, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And so then they get to where they're going to kind of settle, and they have um, there's Abraham, and then there's Lot, who's his nephew, and they both have their own possessions, and the land that they settle on is not strong enough to support both of them and their families and their cattle and their sheep and their whatever they have. So then they have to decide that they need to split in order to effectively be able to grow and multiply um, in their own right. So then they come to, and now when we're looking at this, we're at the very end of chapter 13. And that's where they, um, Abraham and Lot, that's where they end up and that's where they decide to split. And this right here is where um, God shows Abraham the lands that he is going to give him, which he said at the beginning of chapter 12, go to the lands that I will show you. And then here we are at the end of chapter 13, and God's going to show him the land, Mm -hmm. which is super cool to me. You want me to read um, 14 through 18 or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, The Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south, east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and the breadth of the land where I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his tents and went to live near the great tree of Mamre at Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. Yeah, so he leaves to begin with, with all of his people, plus Lot, plus Sarah, all of his stuff. They kind of wander around. This is maybe kind of feeling a little pre-Moses-y, where they're just wandering, wandering. from place to place, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then he gets a little bit of a scrape in Egypt, and then he says, go on. And so then they they land where they're going to be, and Abraham actually gets to see the land that is promised to him. But he's still living in a tent. He still hasn't found that city with the, the foundations. Right. right. And then the Lord told him to go and walk the breadth of it. You know, so that's going to take a while, a couple years, you know, oh, while they're right. checking out the promised yeah. land. Yeah. So do we know how I have a map here that shows kind of what his travels were? Um, do you guys know how far he traveled? Do we know? 
I've got the map, but it doesn't, I don't have the mileage. Pretty far. But it's, yeah, it looks like a pretty good ways. So of my rough, I mean, very rough, like using my finger to measure things, kind of rough. Okay. <laughs> Calculation is, is about right compared to what the scale is for my map. Um, it's like 900 miles. Did he okay. go for a thousand miles by the time he turns back around, I think. Okay. Because my map, the scale is like from the top knuckle of my <laughs> index finger to the tip of my index finger. So if I like stack them on top of each other, it's like okay. nine and a half of those. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's yep. a long way to haul all of your stuff and all of yeah. your people and have no idea ultimately where you're going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because what would they... I mean, that many people with with um, livestock and baggage, how how many miles could they make in a day? I mean, probably not that many. Well, I wouldn't I, think. I would think maybe, maybe 10 tops yeah. is what yeah. I'm thinking because the, um, the prairie wagons, when they were headed yeah. west with uh, just a, a short wagon um, train of wagons, they could if things went good, make 18 miles a day at the most. Okay. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking with all those people and, and all walking. All, yeah. And yeah. 10 at the most, I would think. So, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know that. I'm just guessing. But just a good guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we talk about, you know, Hebrews 11 talks about the faith that Abram has, that Abraham has. And by faith, Abraham went on this journey. Um, the thing that I think is um, underestimated is the faith of the people around him as well. Yeah. Because right. God saw the faithfulness in Abraham and he trusted God, but all of those people around him mm-hmm. had to have seen the amount of faith that Abraham had as well mm-hmm. and either borrowed on that faith or at least had enough faith in Abraham to say, okay, I trust you. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's a good point for yeah, sure. It is. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that. So, so in a lot of ways, you know, like fear can be really contagious. It sure mm-hmm. can. Pick that up. Yeah. I think faith can be contagious too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You in yeah. your faith, you know yeah. who you are, you have your identity, and you're trusting God. That can go out to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can influence other people just by your presence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that kind of gets us through Abraham's the the beginning of what we'll talk about with Abraham and his journey. So we know where he left and where he landed. Um, got touched a little bit on what he did in the middle, um, but then we're going to jump back in with Sarah, his wife. We'll talk about Sarah um, and Abraham and their kind of relationship and their relationship with God. And their faithfulness um, in the next episode. You know, so. can I can I just add one little thing? When yeah. they split, when Lot and Abraham split, Lot took the best land. What right. would be the best land? But mm-hmm. Abraham was blessed by what mm-hmm. God chose mm-hmm. to do for him. Mm-hmm. So just kind of notice that as we go out and we start making choices on what we're doing and the journeys we're going to be taking, trusting God is the right right way to go. Yeah. Anyway. That's my yeah, that's my travel tips from the <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. 
All right. Well, who would like to close us out today? God, I, it's Rosemary. Um, God, I just praise you. Thank you so much for, um, for Abraham. Thank you, God, for um, his faith and um, leading him and choosing him, God. And thank you for the people around him as they took that journey, Lord, um, that they're examples of us to follow, God. Um, we thank you that we have your word. We thank you that we have all these wonderful stories and narratives from you, Lord. And um, we trust you. We believe you. We ask a blessing on everyone who is um, who is listening to this, Lord, that they um, are blessed by you, that they know that you go before them, that you're in them, that you love them. Lord, we just praise you. We just thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>